Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Support for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I used to use a regular beard trimmer uh, for uh, taking care of business down below. Oh, dude, I just gave up on it. I just <laughs> gave up on it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, after you uh, nick yourself a couple of times and, uh, you know, I'm really sensitive about that area because I really don't know what's going to happen if I cut into something that is a pump full of blood. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, I'm super excited that we were some of the first people to get to try the lawnmower 4.0. In fact, Josh, I'm using it right now. Oh, why'd you have to leave the video on? Come on, yeah. dude. Ah, smooth as eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, man, I love this. I have really, really sensitive skin. So getting to have advanced skin safe technology on this thing, I now feel confidence shaving not only my face, but below the waist. Right. And now you don't even have to bust out your cell phone flashlight because it has a light on the front of it to hit those dark areas makes all the difference in the world. So I'm just telling you guys right now, our listeners, if you guys are shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you are doing it wrong. So if you want to pick up your own lawnmower 4.0 trimmer or any of the other great products that are offered by Manscaped, like these amazing boxer briefs that they sent us. So comfortable. Uh, head on over to manscaped.com and use promo code Fearscape and get 20% off and free shipping. Again, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com promo code fearscape unlock your confidence now smooth as eggs thank you for tuning in to fearscape paranormal podcast we are on a journey to understand and to discover the phenomena that seems to exist all around the globe We invite you to join us on this journey into the unknown. Ladies and gentlemen, to another super rad, actually, episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. I am your host, Stefan Gerhardt, and I am joined, as always, by the elusive co-host of mine, Mr. Josh Rutledge. What's happening, sir? What is happening? Oh, man, you know, it's been a crazy couple, uh, like a week, because we moved, uh, you know, it's like a, a big ticket item to move out of the house that we were owning <laughs> to get it ready to like sell is in, in our preparatory stuff to move to Arizona. So 
um, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted, but I am pumped and ready for this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too, man. We got a super cool episode, man. Uh, most of you guys know we've been alluding for quite some time and talking about uh, something that's been going on for months now, I, I guess. Um, whereas we received um, a number of emails and continue to do so. Uh, from a man claiming to be Terry Wrist, uh, the same Terry. Well, <laughs> once you hear about it, it's not necessarily yeah. the same Terry Wrist, but but you'll see. Uh, same Terry Wrist mentioned in Hellier, as well as Alan Greenfield's books, where he interviewed this man. Um, we've had a lot of verification with Alan Greenfield, as well as Olaf Phillips, um, and so we have been in contact with this guy, who's really Terry Wrist. Part of it is not what has mattered. Um, he's basically become mm. kind of a. a a, a paranormal informant for us. Um, this man has opened many doors for us. He has opened our eyes to many strange things, um, conspiracy things, uh, just uh, just shaver mystery things, all kinds yeah. of craziness that we are still looking into and researching and constantly talk all the time. Um, especially with Santosh. Um, but like I said, we talked to Olaf quite a bit as well. Um, and, and even Alan Greenfield. And so we're going to be talking about that, making it public for uh, up till now. It's all been on our Patreon uh, as part of what we like to call wristwatch, where people there have been able to join in on the mystery and um, get filled in on all of our conversations that we've had. Uh, as well as clues and, and to see if they could join in on the mystery and add their own insight to these things as we try to a, not really, uh, we're not necessarily trying to figure out who this person is as much as trying to figure out the information that he's given us yeah. and what it's all leading to. Um, so it's all pretty fascinating, but we wanted to go ahead and uh, catch everyone up that is not on Patreon um, over what we've been talking about on there for the next couple months to remind you to, to, to join our Patreon because part of being on the Patreon, especially at, uh, what is that, uh, the second or third tier there? Um, I think it's second tier. Second tier there, you get access to all of this information and get to join in on this with us. And, uh, and we will still be going over new things on Patreon, not here in public, because we just don't have time to do so. Uh, but we did have a free slot this week and we thought hell let's go ahead and talk about it and uh, get our fans out there that have been curious as to what's been going on um and you know wet your whistle a little bit for what goes on 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 the uh, wristwatch patreon there uh, you know becoming a blanket hugger so we're gonna be we're gonna be discussing uh as much as we can within the time slot uh where we are with all of that and the mystery and how it's in like just unfolded so <laughs> yeah that's the best yep. way to put it um, and really how it's, you know, kind of even influenced some of our kind of direction and thinking around paranormal in general and topics that we talk about. Oh, absolutely. So. I mean, it has fed our, our journey 100% and it has really brought Santosh much closer to the stage with us, um, even Olav and, and Alan Greenfield. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And, and of course, you know, you guys can always go straight to the Patreon, get all this information now, uh, as well as upcoming information. We have live Q&As that we do to talk about all this stuff. That's patreon.com slash fearscapepod uh, or fearscapepodcast.com slash support uh, either of those places become a monthly member it also helps us grow the podcast and do all the wonderful things we do grow the network grow astral stew oh. we've got a number of projects yeah. <laughs> coming up like over and, the next year 
and, and as you'll hear over the next hour or so, um, there's a lot of destinations that Terry wants us to go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all that stuff costs money. So anything yeah, that we can get to help, even if as, it's a, even as if does it's, some higher tier guests that we're trying right. to book as well. Uh, so. Sometimes they are not free, and so we are um, you know looking to do that. So all of your support helps as well as going yep. to our store, fearscapepodcast.com slash store. You can get t-shirts. You can get the Jersey Devil shirt. It's super comfy. And you know socks, all kinds of stuff from the Jersey Devil back there, uh, as well as all sorts of stuff. Um, I mean, there's just so much awesomeness on there. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> what were you going to say, Josh? On to things. On to things. Say, on to things. On to things. Uh, yeah. So make sure to like, share, rate, and review, and all that stuff. Um, so let's get to our first segment, uh, which of course is the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionaries Psychic Word of the Week. And now, the psychic word of the week. Psychic word of the week comes from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary. June G. Bletzer, PhD, author, extraordinaire, lover of my soul, rest in peace, honey bear, we miss ya, never knew ya. Um, I flipped through the pages, Josh, and I landed on page 308. And the phrase that grabbed my attention here was incubation dreaming. Incubation dreaming. Uh, again, some of these sound like really great, like band names or or like book titles. Uh, but well, I think you're thinking of the band Incubus. No, I'm not, because that's more like <laughs> succubus and incubus. I would have. I'm not okay. on that route. I just sounds cool, okay. like a cool trippy sci-fi movie. Uh, but incubation dreaming. This is an Egyptian or Greek or Roman term around the uh, 3000 BC time. Says a traditional method used to deliberately induce the nature of a dream where one spent the night in a sacred temple designed for dream incubation people came to the temple for answers to problems and to be healed physically the problem was posed or the healing need requested before retiring the priest interpreted the meaning of the dream in the morning methods of stimulating the dream were to a rub the body with special oils b to sleep in the skin of a freshly killed animal or see just simply burn incense. Uh, second uh, uh, definition here is an indeliberate dreaming in which an inventor or artist receives his or her answer to their daytime work in symbol form or clearly and vividly in an image form to be used as presented in the dream. The sleep state of the mind allows answers to come to problems that do not flow during conscious thinking, but which surface when the conscious mind is passive. And then the third uh, definition here is to elicit specific dreams at will. One makes a request for an answer to a problem or for personal guidance before falling off to sleep. The dream will bring the answer usually in symbolic form. So all are pretty similar. Just seems to me the where and how. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me a little bit. And that's where I thought you were going with it when you were talking about the chamber. It reminded me of like a deprivation tank. But that's not really what they were talking about. They were, Mm -hmm. it was just more. I'm sitting there like, this is a money making idea. Like, we could create a hostel, like, where you could come in and we'll chant and we'll get you incensed up and all kinds of stuff. And we'll do a ritual where you, you know, get ready to receive the answer from your dream. And then in the morning, you tell us that dream. And we have one of us, uh, you know, um, uh, go over and interpret that dream for them. Like, and that's, that's the whole package. Like you get a whole night's stay. 
You get a like, whole I think night's that would stay. do really well. I think that would, I mean, there's all kinds of shit like that. Like, you can spend the night in a man-made salt cave right now. Like, in Louisville, there's a place. Yeah. Well, you know, and you could call it, like, you know, dreamscapes or something. So Dreamscape. Yep. Yep. Hashtag <laughs> dreamscape, even though it's copyrighted by, like, whatever that movie yeah. company was. But, no. But, yeah, dreamscape. But we do... We- I do own I do own spiritscape.com. So there you go. Spiritscape that. or dreamscape. As long as you use the big S, right? Does that count? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Separate <laughs> them into two different words. Yeah. <laughs> Dream. Yeah. We'll separate. <laughs> we'll separate them with a with a uh, with a third eye symbol. But yeah, I think that's really, really cool. And I know that's something that me, you and Santosh have all done already anyways. It's like, you know, you go to bed and you do it's it's like, hey, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. This is what I want to see. I mean, we're always looking for either an astral travel or or just some sort of answer in a dream. You know, we're looking for that while we dream. And so now we know that that's an incubation dream is is what that means is, you know, when you're trying to be proactive about it, I guess. Yep. I mean, I, I think that's probably true. <laughs> yep. I just yeah, had yeah. one. Just woke up. and had an incubation dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder, though, like, um, I mean, think about the chamber, though, with the Egyptian stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it probably would have been quiet in there. You would have been just you and your smells and so like that. So, so it is a little bit like a deprivation chamber. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I'm way, down so. for the incense. I'm down for the oils. But they having to be in the skin of animal a freshly carcass, killed animal, yeah. that's too much like Luke with a tauntaun. Yeah, I mean, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that's why Luke saw Yoda is because he was in the <sighs> tauntaun. Maybe he, he was, was having, having an incubation, an incubation dream. You sir win the reward award <laughs> for life. I just, I just I tied. Mean, I gotta even say, Josh, that was pretty clever. It was pretty clever. Like I'm gonna go just, incubate about it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Thanks, I just tied. Devil. I just tied Star Wars to the so psychic dictionary you, you did go. you did well thank you junji bletzer uh incubation dream so let's go ahead and uh then move on to our next segment which is the uap ufo sighting of the week all right josh uap ufo sighting of the week what do we got where's it from what's it about Yep, so this actually came from New Fork. Uh, it, As a it actually have to Old Fork. Right. Um, and it, it actually happened in La Chute, La Chute, I don't know, Canada. Uh, so, How you spell um, it? L-A-C-H-U-T-E. La Chute. But, but I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, there could be a little, little thingy above the E, but it's not captured in the text that's captured here, right? So... Um, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it happened on... It means, by uh, the way, it means the fall. Ah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe this maybe this makes sense. So it happened on August 18th uh, at approximately 10... Or sorry, 9 o'clock local time. Um, it says... My friend's girlfriend was first to see the object, which at first looked like a fireball going from west to east. But after about... 10 to 15 seconds, the circular object was just bright orange in color, and it seemed to have slowed down and did a circular motion a couple of times, and then continued going eastward and disappeared behind some clouds. It was dark out and the stars were out, but there were also some clouds to the east. Well, let's shoot. 
<laughs> but I, so I, I have, I mean, I've been out uh, at night before and seen, it's like Arcturus is, is a really bright orange star, you know, that you mm-hmm. see in the night sky. And I know, I know people are like, are probably hearing this and thinking, oh, they're just talking about that star. But I've never seen Arcturus really look like it's moving in the sky before, like to where it disappears. So. I mean, I know sometimes when the clouds move, it can feel as if the sky is moving and the clouds are staying still, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. But he's saying they were I mean, way off to the east, right? Yeah, and it was coming um, from the west to the east. So it doesn't say which direction the clouds were moving. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess it's possible that it was just a, you know, a trick of the eyes. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe that's when the, you the fact bust that out it, that, def- you know, that star chart. <laughs> yeah. One, well, the fact that it slowed down and moved in a circular motion. I mean, the circular motion piece. I mean, that, that's just the uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I just I mean, that's that's what happened to us with um, whatever we saw. Yeah. Well, I was Capella. Capella that was near Capella. I mean, this thing was moving in a circle and and moving all around. So. Well, I mean, we've we've talked about it on the show before. I mean, is the is it possible that these things hide in plain sight? Right, they just take mm-hmm. up a position in front of a star that you expect to see there, and then sit there. And well, and hide. then even then, so, you know, what if it's like bending light? It's reflecting light, kind of like the predators camouflage, right? And it makes it look like that star is moving, but there yeah, is something moving like, underneath of it, right? So it's not the star right. that's actually moving; it's this camouflaged ship. <laughs> well, it's like the the aircraft carriers, right, from a shield mm-hmm. and the marvel stuff yeah so yeah i don't know i mean it's it's really it's an interesting story i'd like to know more absolutely yeah always do i mean we we are not short on uap sightings that we can pull from so that's a fact Um, but yeah let's go ahead and uh, move on from that josh and we'll get to our last segment before we get to our topic tonight which is creepy ketchup and it has been a while for creepy it has creepy ketchup Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Yo, it's creepy. All right, creepy ketchup, man. Josh, it has been a dry spell for the both of us in terms of paranormal activity. Um, uh, you know, it seems like it comes in waves. So I'm wondering if this is the start. <laughs> you know, well, and it's yeah, and it's and it's funny because. Uh, the, the you know the individual we're going to talk about in a few minutes um, has hinted at there being some sort of a of a shift that's coming, mm-hmm. and so I wonder if you know as as the current mode was winding down, stuff slacked off, and then now it's picking back up again. So I mean, we are also getting closer to the time of year when the veil is the thinnest, you know. So when mm-hmm. this paranormal activity tends to be at its at its height, right? Which is you know. Yep you know about a month away month and a half away so it's like you know there's I mean, also would, that the summer is definitely would, not that time yeah i mean i would i would even say that the veil is probably starting to thin now right oh it's like it, it it's, thins it's all, all year round that's the thing i mean right. it never stops yeah. it's like it it's like if it, if the uh pagan holidays are any indication you know midsummer is that point um where it's it's at its thickest right because the day is is the highest there oh no, no no i guess it would be probably either ostara or uh or beltane regardless right at the like 
and the spring summer area is kind of when it would kind of be at its thickest right and then it would slowly start to phase and thin as we get closer yeah. to Samhain, um which is Halloween so I yeah I mean, it wonder if thinner and thinner yeah I don't if, feel like it's uh, a light switch it's like happy Halloween yeah good night everybody <laughs> well it makes me also <laughs> wonder we some of the things we've talked about with um uh, common occurrences or common situations happening, like you know, Bigfoot, ghosts, and UFOs and stuff. I wonder you might be worth looking at my data to see if more UFO sightings happen when the veil is thin. Right. So in the fall and winter. Yeah. Be interesting. And th- and that could just be because it gets darker earlier and people see the more stuff at that, you know. But sure, you're able to just, pay attention you know, to more. I mean, right. yeah, absolutely. I don't know. There's a hundred things. Um, well, I'll go first. I know we both have some stuff here. Uh, yep. Mine has been work related. So to all my work listeners, get ready. Um, I <laughs> mine tends always seems to uh, happen, you know, like somehow the bathroom is in the story. Um, but I was in the restroom uh, on one of my breaks or as I like to call it, the long break. Uh, just kidding. Um, I'm using the restroom in there by myself and I hear the door open. I'm in the stall. There's two stalls. I'm in the, the, the stall. Hear the door open and I uh, hear footsteps. And uh, I'm finishing up. And as I'm standing up, getting ready to flush toy, I'll hear a big grunt, um, like a <clears throat> like just a clearing of the throat, right? Yep. And then nothing. And I'm like, okay, I guess he's still standing there because the door is super loud. So even if I flush, but I'm tall, I see over the the edge when I'm standing up. So I just assumed there was a short person in there. I get out of there ain't a soul in the bathroom Hmm. no one no one and literally the 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 throat clear happened 10 seconds before i walked out of that stall it would not have been enough time especially like i said i could see i would have heard the door it's super loud and it's not the women's restroom next door because their door is not loud like that and this was very much a man's like just throat clear um Hmm. But it gave me the willies. Like, I haven't had the the willies, the heebie-jeebies uh, in quite some time. And that got me, man. And then, and so that was a couple days ago. And, like, uh, where I work, we have these long rows of cubicles. And I sit back to back with one of my good friends, Gabriel. And, like, we're always talking to each other. So we'll always back up and kind of just poke each other on the shoulder. But, like, hey, man, certain inside joke, inside joke. Well, I got tapped on my shoulder a number of times. I turn around and Gabe's on the phone. Hmm. Like it happened. It's happened every day since the bathroom incident. Like I felt somebody tapping on my shoulder. Me thinking it's Gabe turning around like because it feels like how Gabe would tap. But he's too far to move that quick. You know what I mean? Like there's no way it would happen. And plus he's like mid phone call. So like that would never happen. Um, But yeah, each time and it's like making the hair on my arm stand up um because if there's something energetically that feels different about it so um i don't know what's going on or if it's that same ghost that i saw months and months back or if it's something completely different or different uh, you know a Mm. spirit that just wants to toy with me and have some fun and 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 mess with me i don't know um but i do find it funny that you know a lot of this happened after we spoke to lon strickler you know (laughs) you know talking about psychic gifts and things like that and which made me kind of start thinking about that stuff again and i started opening myself again so i don't know i don't know but yeah definitely 
have had a number of things at work happening. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I, you know, and, and it's, I've got, you've actually got one more that you probably forgot about, but I'm going to talk about my two things and then we'll come, I'll circle back to it. Okay. Um, so like I said, early on, we're moving when the process of moving into our rental house to get ready to sell our house, to move to Arizona next year. And, um, the like couple nights I was over here by myself, uh, getting some, you know, getting the modem set up and things like that. And, um, I kept seeing like this, uh, this shadow would come through the kitchen and turn the corner and go down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I didn't really think much of it. Cause you know, <laughs> it's whatever. So, uh, the first night that we actually stay here in the house, um, my daughter, uh, Layla, who I think probably has some sensitivity, um, all of a sudden says she doesn't feel good to her stomach. She ends up like 20 minutes later, she ends up puking. Um, so I go and get uh, the sage, some sage that I had, and I, you know, get it going and I walk around and I do every room in the house and the basement, the whole kit caboodle. And then what I usually do when I would do it at the other house is I would just, after I got done doing everything, I've got a little uh, uh, Pyrex bowl that I would just set it in and kind of let it sit there and, and smoke until it goes out. Well, so I did that, went to bed. It it burned all the way down. It burned all. I got up the next morning. It was just ash inside of that little cup. Like I've never had that happen before. For a sage for it to just completely burn the entire time so <clears throat> so that was the first thing but after <laughs> after doing that i've not I seen mean, we and we've not, talked i mean your kid obviously is sensitive to this type yeah. of energy so um but i mean since doing that no problems i mean you know no sickness no now did you, you know, let her not, know you were doing that yeah I, well i saw so i told her it was to get rid of the energy in the house so, okay. but I also haven't seen the shadow since doing that. So, um, I mean, it, you know, it, I never do it to get rid of everything. I just do it to get rid of anything that means, you know, any negative intention. But, um, cause I want my grandfather and Kristen's grandmother and stuff to feel comfortable mm-hmm. coming to the house. So, um, but, uh, and then like, like that night, I also really did a really strong ward and all that kind of stuff to really help things but so that was the first thing um then this morning um we were uh leaving the house to head to take the girls to school and it was like dusk i mean it wasn't dark yet but it also wasn't like the sun had not started to to rise and um there was a plane that was flying over and like it caught my eye because all i could see were three lights in a triangle formation with a single center red light flashing. What? And I dismissed it as an airplane. But <laughs> but later in the day, I thought about it, and I don't remember seeing any outline of an airplane. I just remember seeing the three white lights with the red flashing center. So... I haven't gone back to look at the app, like FlightAware or something like that, to see if there was an airplane that flew through during that time. But it just, it, it bothers me a little bit that I can't, when I think about that image in my mind of watching it fly over and watching it 
as it, you know, because it kind of like it kind of flew and kind of banked a little bit, and then banked back the other way and then flew straight. <clears throat> and uh, and again, I don't all I remember seeing the three uh, white lights in a triangular pattern in that flashing center red light. So, I need to go check that out and see if you know there was a plane that flew through during that time, because if not, I may have seen a UFO. Wow, yeah. If so, that would be sweet because that's <laughs> that sounds awesome. But I mean, I'm with you. Anything red or green light, I'm always hesitant. Um, but yeah, what what would it be? Well, and I, you know, I know like you know, airplanes have the bright light on the front, and sometimes they'll have bright lights on the wingtips, right? But those are like usually straight forward lights. They're they're for like, you know, hey, I'm coming at you type situations. It was it was past, and I could still see the bright white lights. Which you know, if, if there was a fuselage there, it would have blocked my view of the front light. So I, I just it, it it yeah, I I need to go back and look it up and see if what I saw was a UFO. If if it if there was no plane that flew through during that time. I'm going to report it to MUFON. So, hmm. all right. So the last thing, the last thing for creepy ketchup uh, that you probably forgot about is our dream synchronicities. Oh yeah. So weird, man, for us to have a dream synchronicity. Like we both had like the most epic dream, like differently, well, but seems connected to me. Well, and also, I mean, so, it, so it started with, three nights ago my wife had a dream that there were all these like demon looking beasts walking around and stuff in her dream and then two nights ago i had a dream that i was in like some old castle uh, and there was a there was like a wooden a wooden bridge that was like falling apart and i was trying to get my family across the bridge and if you fell from the bridge you fell into the like this abyss um, it, that like just would suck you into this other dimension and you, you know, would never escape. And like in that dream, um, with the abyss, like there was a part where we got across the bridge and we were headed like down this other corridor to try to get out. And we came upon this opening that was like in the woods and all the trees were dying and they were like piling up these bodies that were like tied and shrink wrapped to make sacrifices to something in the abyss. Um, and then you told me about your dream, which was basically an alien hybrid invasion with Nazis. <laughs> um, yeah. That, you know, we were trying to help people fight, um, fight the Nazis and fight the alien hybrid invasion and all this kind of stuff. So, so it's just weird that those three dreams happened within like, 36 hours of each other three different people but seem related yeah it's just crazy man because yeah the nazis i mean could be castles and a cult like you know some kind of stuff seems like yours was the the aliens were like these alien demon hybrids that seemed either coming from hell or from outer space or both i mean it's just it was insane yeah. dude and it's like uh, I remember the the biggest thing was that when we had to go bomb the Nazis to try to uh, you know to get rid of them because they were working with the alien demon hybrids, um, we got them. But we found all this information on how to kill them because the Nazis had planned once they took over the world for the warlords, they were then going to 
get rid of the alien demons and have control over the earth um so they had all this like research on how to destroy them and so we had this research after we had um taken out the nazis and we were trying to go to this big uh tower this radio tower to give this broadcast to put this information out there kind of like quiet place too it happened in there um but to put out there and how to defeat them and where to hide and how to hide and all this stuff and uh you'd made a joke because i had said man this landscape sure is different than what it used to be and you were like this isn't the landscape my friend it's a fearscape <laughs> and i woke up <laughs> i mean of course there's much more to that dream that yeah. gets into some you know stuff about our friends and stuff but um really really interesting stuff there. yeah <laughs> so. so so bottom line i mean we went for a dry spell like what i mean probably like four or five or six episodes where we really didn't have any creepy ketchup and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. boom um so yeah so that's a creepy ketchup i don't know if you got anything else but that's all i've got um that's all i've got for now yeah i know i'm i'm anxious to see what all is going to happen here uh but let's go ahead we're going to take a uh very brief small break uh we're going to be right back and uh we're going to be talking about wristwatch and our mysterious informant Hey there, Blanket Huggers. Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Got some good news for you. If you want to join in on the investigation of the mystery of the recent emails from the man claiming to be Terry Wrist to Josh and myself, a.k.a. the Spooky Crew, uh, and his advice on where to look for more high strangeness, uh, or if you simply want to become a patron blanket hugger for some cool swag and behind-the-scenes goodness... Go ahead and join our Patreon at fearscapepodcast.com slash support or patreon.com slash fearscapepod. There you can get Riskwatch access to the Terry emails themselves, the WhatsApp conversation about it all with Josh, Stefan, Santosh, and Olaf Phillips, and even any clues that are new that we have found in other Fearscape-related bonus content. You can even help out and add anything that you have found to help us dive deeper into the mystery. And remember, you can also just be a normal blanket hugger, as there are a few non-wristwatch tiers for patrons not interested in Terry Wrist and that journey. You'll still have access to bonus interviews, articles, and live Patreon-only Q&As, as well as early access and discounted tickets to events put on by Fearscapes, such as psychic events, tarot readings, etc. Or you can simply support however you feel comfortable, with tiers as low as $1. So join today! Fearscape Media Network is your new home for everything weird and enlightening. Check out podcasts and YouTube shows covering content from discussions on horror films to the paranormal to meditation. Find out more at fearscapemedia.com. And thank you guys so much for sticking around. We are back, Josh. We are going to talk about the man claiming to be Terry Wrist and all of the crazy information that has been sent to us and the journey and path that we have been sent upon. Um, We've even caught flack from other folks in the community over this, but I'm sorry, but the information that we have received is solid. And um, like I said, at this point, whether this person 
is indeed a Terry wrist or a Terry wrist or not Terry wrist at all. It's just somebody messing with us. The information that they've given us is incredible. Um, and things I would have never thought to look into. You would have never thought Olaf, even Alan Greenfield, like has had some questions for the said person to kind of verify the identity. Those questions were answered correctly. Um, and some things like that. And, uh, so I don't know, let's just, let's just get into it. There's so much to unpack and let's just start getting into this. Remember, you can always join our Patreon to really dig into the mystery and share your thoughts as this continues to progress because we are still receiving communications, uh, from this person, uh, as well as information and all that stuff. So Josh, let's, let's get cracking here. Yeah. So, um, This actually started back in March. I think it was like uh, March 18th. I found the actual. Is it uh, really that long? Yeah, it's it's been that far back. So, you know, sorry, March 28th, but still March. Wow. So March, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, we have the report of sighting form on our website, mm-hmm. and we get you know people sending ghost stories and Bigfoot and all that kind of stuff, um, but. Uh, this was this came in on so on March 28th, the morning of, um, like I was out with my family. Uh, we were we were at like Michael's or something, mm-hmm. and I just happened to get like a like I just happened to check email and saw that this came in, and so the first so the first uh, you know kind of input was via that report, a sighting uh, form, and it just like. There's, there's some questions that are like, it asks for the phone number, it asks for the email, and then, you know, the type of signing it was, and there's an option for something else. And then it just has a place for you to fill in any additional details. So I think it's interesting that number one, the phone number provided was 000-666-1313. That's like the Munster's phone number, man. Like I, I haven't actually run run that through the cipher, but I'm just curious if that actually does equate. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the God, the, the early I mean, days. I'm so past the yeah. cipher now. Like, because <laughs> he <laughs> was I mean, trying you know, to like throw some like some cryptic bullshit at us at first. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the message, you know, so he like the email address provided would that would be too easy at nope.com. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if there's one thing I've learned is uh, this man has a, a sense of humor and you can see why Alan Greenfield would have been friends with him, like, because they yeah. both have a very distinct oh, humor sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because because there's some times in here where we'll get into where he totally razzes me on all kinds of stuff. So I, I, <laughs> I love the I love the relationship we have. So um, so actually, so the message starts off with you were looking in the right places. So what happened? Too many different white rabbit holes? Yes, I listen to every episode intently. The closer you get, the further you may feel from the mystery because you will be so close. Sorry, so because you will be close to answers like Swords. Is the fool really foolish or is he is the dog leading him astray? Mm. And Speaking you know what's interesting? I was about, well, I think we both just clicked on something maybe different, but it's interesting being able to go back and hit some of this early stuff just to see how connected everything is. Is like, yeah. I've realized he's brought up tarot multiple times. Yeah, he has. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. And, and we did, we did, you know, so on this line in particular, we did make the correlation that, 
you know, there's there's a call out there to swords, and there's a mm-hmm. call out there to the fool because in that sentence is the fool really foolish? The fool is capitalized, mm-hmm. so the T and the F, and so that's you know talking about. I mean, I think you even pointed out that on the traditional the fool card there is a dog. So, um, so it says, speaking of dogs, here's a bone. Look into NASA slash Dryden. It won't be easy, but there's a clue there. Get ready for the real ride. The occult magic, spell with a K, magic without the K, the coming astral, the thought processors, that's also capitalized, capital T, capital P, the sky discs, the furry tall men of the woods, and the sky mind, capital S, capital M. Time to get serious, spelled like the star, 2023, 58,000. One. P.S. The four, five, eighteen, fifteen, and the twenty, five, eighteen, fifteen are real, but exist far differently than you realize. Infiltration began with twelve, twenty-two, five, and seven, eighteen, five, five, eighteen. It's just another Koresh. Salutations and happy hunting, T.R.W. So we break apart that first email. Um, as we mentioned, there's some stuff in there about the full the tarot card. Uh, we did do some investigation into NASA and Dryden, which led to some other stuff we'll get into in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about the thought processors. Sky, the sky mind. mind. Like there's so much. I'm yeah. wondering if those connect with the Darrow Tarot stuff that we learned about later on. Yeah. there's connections so the, there and i thought like the tall people in the woods was probably like sasquatch like he loves he loves his his hyperbole and riddles and yeah <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that so the the series of numbers there that we're given like the 202358001 that's the phone number to the information line for nasa <laughs> like remember you you found oh, that so yeah. So it's like if you it's it's for um, it it's if, if you have a, a media inquiry you can call that number. Right, right. Which was and, interesting because it was on the same site we found right with about the Dryden stuff, which we find right. out is yeah. Now is it the Neil Armstrong or Edwards or it's Edwards Edwards Air Force Base? Well, the Ed- Edwards Air Force Base is the name of it. The actual name of the center. Um. I think it might be the Armstrong. Yeah, I think it is now. But yeah, it was the Dryden. Yeah, it was Um, Dryden because Dryden uh, was the first director of NASA. So, yeah. Um, And he was also the uh, one of the first directors of NACA, which was the predecessor mm -hmm. for NASA. Yep. So anyways, um, so at around 3 p.m. Eastern time, um, I received an email to our Fearscape podcast email address from a temp encrypted email account and it said this spooky boys which is funny because we always refer to ourselves as the spooky crew or the boys Um, (laughs) yeah Uh, you have 15 minutes to ask me anything and I will tell you the truth any question 15 minutes only that's how long this temporary email lasts and Now now Oh, sorry. I was going to say at this point, had we even Santosh and I, had we even known about the first email yet? 
No, because so yeah, because I thought I didn't hear about it for a while because I was swimming. You, well, you didn't, and and actually, I, I think this might have even been the same day that you had your Quetzalcoatl dream in the pool. No, um, that was different. No, because that, was, that, that was, was in different. that okay. was in Tombstone. Okay, so um, so the email that came in um, that was later that day. Again, I just happened to be looking at my phone and saw that it came in. And like three of the 15 minutes had elapsed. So I scrambled to get something together to send as like an initial um, set of questions. I will say on on his, that last little piece there about, you know, you have 15 minutes. He did include a PS, which is, am I cold yet? Cold is is all caps. And then BRRR, B-R-R-R. So, um (laughs) Which and, uh, I think yeah, I a- think this is the day I was with Trisha and her son and my wife at the pool that Trisha and I saw that UFO during the daytime. And Trisha was like, mm, nah, it's probably a plane. And I'm like, there's no way it's a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's interesting, I think, because this is a call out to something that you and I have talked about on mm-hmm. one of our multitude of shows that we've done, either on the podcast or on like Fearscape Unhinged or something, where we postulated that terry might have been ingrid cold right so well, there was another is... thing too in the first email where we had talked about um the astral the oncoming astral war or whatever was brought up to us either in uh yeah a session an estes session or on the ouija board i don't i don't remember it was it was the ouija board and it was while i was out there um that's right with uh with you all at the end of january i think it was or february right. so yeah they that's I mean, that, and it, you know, just to take a moment to pause and say there are a lot of things that Terry has provided in an email that either were mentioned before the email or after the email in Estes or a Ouija board session. And a lot of those things we have not purposefully not talked about on the podcast. Right. So as to not taint the, the you know, the kind of the validity of if, you know, if this stuff is you know, right. You always have to whatever. hold things close. I mean, it's like a it's like an active murder investigation or things like that. You don't share right. every piece of information because you need to know because there's so many people that will just claim that it's them. Right. Whatever. So and so we've done that. We hold on and we even with this whole investigation, there's pieces that we've still held close uh, a because we don't want people getting hurt, um, you know, by checking things out. But, you know, just because we have to keep things close on purpose. Yeah. So um, again, I scrambled, and this is what I responded with as questions: Are you a hybrid? Is Slough short for a government agency? Do you know where Indrid Cold is? We don't believe him to be dead. Is there a code we can use to contact you? His response was, "Well, hey, that's a lot to unpack right there too, because that's a lot of stuff we had already been talking about at that yeah. point. Some of our own theories so, on things. Well, and, and so we had gotten, yeah. So let's backtrack a little bit to unpack what we're talking about there. So, um, in, in a, at a Ouija session in my backyard, uh, we got contact with several um, entities." Um, that were that passed along some information 
as it relates to Terry and some information as it relates to Slough and other mm-hmm. things that are going right. on. Slough was and, shown on Hellier. That was one of the things right. they found. And so um, one of the questions that we were, one of the things that we got in two different Ouija uh, being contacts, whatever you, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> it was the same session, but two different entities. Yeah. Was that um, Slough was a government agency. And it was like, um, I'm trying to remember. So the F was foundation and the U was underground, but I don't remember what the first two letters, they, they didn't know what the first two letters were. So, right. um, so, you know, his response is, um, so in response to the hybrid question, hybrid is weak thinking. It's deeper than that. Um, is slough short for a government agency? Yes. I, I quickly learned, by the way, to not ask answer no questions. <laughs> so, because um, you know, yet yes or no question is an easy way out. But yep. um, do you know where Andrew Cold is? Yes. Uh, we don't believe him to be dead. He included dead but evolved. Um, is there a code we can use to contact you? Code that's laughable. And then he just signed it, Terry RW. Um, <laughs> I guess which is funny with him and the cipher work and all that. Yeah. So um, I thought I had time left for a little bit, so I responded with, how old are you? Um, and he came back with, sorry, boys, time's up for more. I'll be in touch. The search is now. Leave your eyes on the sky, which... Um, also heckens, or harkens back to our kind of newer uh, sign off mm-hmm. catchphrases that we do at the end of the pod and then he just signed it TRW and then 5743321344531 uh, for uh, FTR which I think FTR was uh, for the record and so I think Olaf figured that out to be uh, an age Yeah. so I don't remember what the age was but uh, we figured it out to be an age. So, um, I mean, that's so anyways, the thing. So we, a lot of these emails, like a lot of the stuff we're still working on. <laughs> we're yeah. still looking for answers because he's still not 100% forthcoming. I mean, we, you know, we, and we got some information like, so in the Ouija session that I was out when I was out to visit you, with you all, and we did some stuff out in the desert and all that jazz. Um, the Weezy session that we did right before I left produced uh, some names. And oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And and one of those names, when we were looking into Dryden, one of those names worked at the Dryden. Oh, the Center. Tr- Trent or uh, Howard Trent or something along Trent yeah. Howard or right. Yeah. yeah. So there so, we are on Dryden, looking up all the the shit on Dryden, and there's a person that was employed there named Trent Howard or Howard Trent. I can't remember. (laughs) When you got two first names, I can't. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, and it's, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it, again, synchronicity, right? We hadn't, Mm -hmm. I don't think talked about the Howard Trent stuff because we were worried about somebody tracking that person down, uh, even though we can't find that Howard Trent anywhere else other than that I one know. entry on the uh, believe page. me we have looked i mean i've been on the deep web looking i can't find that person yep so um you know we also i think we got some other names but uh none of those other names have yet played out yeah i mean gregory i but, think was in that same session well gregory actually um did come back around um, 
so Grigori was there at the Ouija session in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that, or he or she or whatever, I don't know, you know, the entity known as Grigori uh, mm-hmm. was the one that, that first told us about, you know, Slough being a government agency, talked to us about the potentiality for Terry to be a hybrid, so on and so forth. Um, and then Grigori came onto the board um, when I was there visiting you all, you know, er- earlier this year. And then I think we even had Grigori come onto the board when just Kristen and I came out uh, back in June when we did that session in, you know, in your all's apartment. So, you know, Grigori has come around a couple of times to pass along information. One of the things that Grigori came to pass along most recently, um, you know, was about visiting a specific location uh, in Somerset. And uh, we had not talked about that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And like a day later, Terry emailed talking about it. So, um, again, it's just those little things that like, that, that come out in a Ouija session that make it, you know, and then, and then Terry emails us about it. That really makes it hard to. Yeah. Just so many, so many just odd things. So, so, you know, and it's that thing. It's like, you know, it's like, Oh, for a minute, it's like, well, is this Alan Greenfield? Well, no, he didn't know about this stuff. So how does he know about it? You know? Yeah. So we did in, in, um, it's out on the, the Patreon um, posting we we did a, a a call with like the four of us so me you santosh and olav uh right when this all kind of started happening right when it mm-hmm. when it first started coming in we we established uh because i was paranoid we established a whatsapp conversation because it's actually encrypted as opposed to like facebook messenger that's not <laughs> um and because i was all paranoid about you know somehow somebody tracking us or whatever even though if they really wanted to know the information i'm sure they could just get it from whatsapp people facebook right. people but anyways so we jumped out there and we started having a conversation to kick things around and research and stuff and um you know that's when we made the correlation to the fool and the swords and all that kind of stuff the tarot and everything um like like i said those first those first numbers that were in the the email that were like the separated by hashes mm-hmm. uh that were like the four or fifteen you know, go back and find the actual uh message where it was but um that was like the the 415 or 45 18 15 and then 25 uh, 18 and 15 those you found out are just a very straight you know alpha a1 b2 uh cipher and it works out to like uh darrow and tarot right which we're like okay (laughs) yeah so so it's interesting there that that he did use uh, cipher entry, but it wasn't like Alan's cipher. It was just more of a common A1B2 mm-hmm. cipher. Um, but uh, and and then uh, where were we? so uh, forgot where I was going with my train of thought. It derailed. Um, uh, oh well, I'll, I'll come back to it. So we got <laughs> we got into that WhatsApp conversation. We we figured out a lot of different things. We we identified a bunch of different rabbit holes. We got on a call though. That's where I was going. We got on a call with Olaf and myself and you and, and Santosh, and we talked through a lot of things for like two and a half hours. Um, and I and I did get it cut down to like fifty minutes. I cut out a lot of like just 
people talking or standing up to go get tea or whatever the case would be. And I got it down to about 50 minutes and that's available for anybody on the patron on the patron page. And I won't, you know, I'll just say that there's one particular thing in there that I'm, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that's covered and a lot of insight that we find, but there's one particular thing in there that I absolutely love. And that is when all this started happening, Olaf had a conversation with Alan Greenfield and uh, Olaf, you know, provided Alan what had happened thus far with just those three email exchanges. Um, and yeah, Alan was point, like, Alan was just sick, man, because right, that's why Alan we couldn't was, get a hold of him. Right. He was out. Of, he was out of touch. So, um, but yeah, Alan at that point in time in conversation with Olaf uh, did agree that we were dealing with um, the same or a similar Terry than what that what Alan who Alan had worked with back when he interviewed for the book. Yeah. So that was that was to me a, a big uh, turning point that the fact that the only other person that we know of the only person that we know of who's actually uh, interacted with Terry. Uh, kind of gave us the seal of approval that this in is, person, yeah, yeah, uh, this is probably the same Terry that he that he'd been working with. Um, so now I want to jump over. So after there was a couple more back and forths um, in email, um, where you know Terry kind of uh, again continued to go down the the Dryden route, um, and, and he always he always use very interesting uh, subject lines. So this one here is uh, this was on April 13th and it was as shadows they pass and it says the stew was hot because <laughs> he, he watched our Astro Stew episode <laughs> um, and, and it says it says imagine a meeting spelled like M-E-A-T of celebrities because that was the oh you know, the, the celebrity we meet. did <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, um, so anyway so you know all joking aside I like the video show some interesting tidbits on Dryden there would be no Air Force without him did he have his hands in the events of, at Roswell and Mount Rainier he had Kennedy's ear there would be no USA in space or even without or even the moon without him what about his Russian friend, scientist Antoly Blag Blagonarov, which you knew mm-hmm. in us in us having a conversation, right? Yeah. You knew that name, I think. I believe so. I think yeah. this was one where, where you knew the you you knew Antoly, but you didn't know um, the the rocket science guy that I can't think of his name right now, uh, Warner Braun Braun. So anyways. Who, by the way, is his name is Warner Von Braun, not Warner Von Brown, that Greer always says. But right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and remember, we also found an older, uh, an older aged Dryden, and looked they looked just like Alan, Alan Greenfield, exactly like <laughs> Alan Greenfield. Yeah, I've got a side by side video. Yeah, of, we a did a side by side. Yeah. So funny how similar it's they so, look. Yeah. Yeah. creepy it's like but, alan are you a time traveler <laughs> yeah really like we may have found john teeter but anyways right. <laughs> um, so you know he uh, his russian friend have you gotten there yet uh but the big question is this is again in his email we were already in space before 1947 weren't we dryden knew naka naka naca naca right. who's there hugh latimer dryden hugh latimer dryden who 
Hugh, Matter, Hugh Latimer Dryden, the Project Echo have hidden answers. So um, a lot to unpack look, there too. I mean, you're digging yeah. into secret space program that's way right. ahead of schedule. Um, you know, really showing that we were in space. He said even before Roswell, which was um, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So in up up to this point, I think we talked about on the show a couple of times how either in the Ouija session or Estes, we kept getting hints or or even nudges that we needed to go to Colorado. Yeah. So he closes off the email with keep fighting boys and go to Colorado when you can. Something is there waiting for you. You'll hear from me again as soon as you get some things right. I'll be watching and listening. TRW. P.S. Wristwatch made me smile and that's hard to do these days. Uh, P.P.S. Anyone else notice how much Spider Rainbow looks like Dryden smiled again. <laughs> Spider, Ra- Spider Rainbow, of course, being Alan Greenfield. Um, yeah, and just very interesting um, stuff there. It just it's so much to uh, constantly unpack here, you know. Um, but yeah, the Colorado stuff we've been talking about, we had, had something talking about going to some salt flats or something in, in Colorado at this point um, on the Ouija board sessions. Um, yep. uh, yeah, something else I'd looked into, you know, there was that, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was like, pro- not project, but something like um, Black Knight or something along that lines, that satellite that people saw that in the satellite. skies, yep. like long before there was anything in space, you know, and I'm like, I wonder if that is what, you know, could be something that they're referencing. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next, the next thing we got, and this is where it started to get um, serious, I guess, is the right word? S-I. Uh, S-I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, um, he sent us a, a secure message via ProtonMail um, with a password hint of mystery. And we were like totally lost. We, didn't, we like, ran through the cipher. We're like, we, we made it more difficult than it needed to be yeah i mean we took it to patreon and some of the patrons there were trying to help us decipher it as well but it ended up just being shaver (laughs) (laughs) with shaver mystery didn't even go there so um but anyway so we got it uncoded and man that message really um opened up a lot of things yeah this was at the point where i feel like he started trusting us because he went from using these temporary emails to one that has consistently stayed i mean we have been using this email now since then with him um it's just a secured email yep so um and i'm i'm apparently i didn't save the encrypted message and it's not available for download because it's only a valid link for a certain amount of time. We so I'm trying to get into, I'm trying to get into WhatsApp to actually look it up and see uh, what it was. Yeah, it's like I know we have it on WhatsApp. Well, and I actually I even downloaded the WhatsApp um, text conversation, so I'm sure it's in there too. Yeah. When so when was go. that sent? Um, that was sent on. May 23rd. So uh, he sends us this, and this wasn't uh, something that would expire, like we said. It says it expires in 27 days, um, which 
but I, I don't know if we want to give away his email or not, but it's clever. Um, we won't give that away, but yeah. <laughs> something for us to know it was him. Um, but he says, hello, boys. I've decided I can trust you. Well, as far as I can trust someone, I'm not going to use temporary or anonymous emails from this point forward. I have created this email to create a better back and forth and contact. So if you fuck me over, I will revert back to using those communication types or simply none at all. I don't have time for such bullshit. I've been in hiding for a long time. And I am not who you think I am, but I am also just who you think. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes on, he says, have you discovered the importance of the Crytron yet or whether Lazar has told the truth? If you followed my directions from Groom Lake, you'll notice uh, more clues than you thought. The thing is that they are all worth time in the sun and out of it, but there is a spot. It was once one of my bases. I've not been there in 20 years, and so I'm not sure if it even exists anymore, but there are some answers there, hopefully. I listened again to your Valiant Thor episode. Did you do any research outside of Wikipedia for Christ's sakes? There's a video of him out there. And yes, he does know Indrid Cold. Thus, I won't read this part because it's, uh, we need to save that. I have met both of them. You know my story of meeting Indrid Cold, though I believe he has already changed forms since then as I have. Much like the Doctor Who program that changes are hard on the body and mind so much so those of us able to chameleon wonder if it was our actual body that changes or if our mind spirit is simply transferred to another shell so in that i am the same terry that met alan yet i am completely different as well my memories of past carnations are like dreams sometimes they are vivid and bright other times they are foggy and distant but I have written my story down to be given to the public at the time of my choosing. Someday, some life. But I will tell you this, I knew Dryden. I met him many times before his demise. Do you know how he really died? He knew Valiant Thor as well. And when Thor presented himself, he did not make it known the many times he visited before secretly. Let me just say that Queen Victoria was a big believer because of him. I know some of this or all of it seems and sounds science fiction and slightly insane, but it wasn't, at least not to me and my crew. It's why I have to give you clues instead of answers. If you don't find them on your own and I just give you answers, it will all seem too far-fetched. But if you find them on your own, you will understand the connection, the synchronicities, and your parts in it. I'm glad you brought Santosh and Olaf Phillips in on this. You will need all the help you can get in the coming year or so. I have to depart for now as I need to regenerate and prepare for the underground conflict tomorrow. We will be fighting on two fronts, in the earth and in the mind. I'll respond again when I can. Until then, I leave you with another place to add to your travels. Something more than water fell here. Open your eyes, and then he put in parentheses three, here and peek around, and then he gave us these coordinates and then signed Terrence Wrist. And he also had attached a tall map. Which led us down the rabbit hole of um, <laughs> trying to figure out how that related, which we, I think, made a lot of strong correlation between the tall map and some constellations and how that potentially all relates. And yeah, so um, again, 
this is just a little bit of an enticement even if you just pay the nine dollar tier for a month just to be able to see that video i, I highly recommend it if you're at all intrigued yeah the one with me um, you and santosh and olaf talking about yeah, stuff yeah yeah it's really interesting and it's like even he gets into kind of referring uh to himself as almost like a chameleon or doctor who regeneration but as we've learned that even then was a clue within a clue of what yeah. was really going on um i i I now know that he was not implying that he was a shape changer. <clears throat> no. Though I think I think he probably can disguise himself well. That's not it, it, it's so much yeah. deeper than that. Yeah. And, and it's it's amazing looking back with these these eyes now and seeing how much he gave us in that email. Yeah, I mean I I really uh, I was actually just thinking the other day that we should probably uh you know the the four of us, or you and I, and Santosh, or whoever, mm-hmm. but actually do a time where we just go back and re-unpack those early. Oh, emails. for Come sure. I mean, just tonight. again talking about him talking about the directions he gave us from Groom Lake, and all the crazy things that we discovered with Santosh and Olaf of potential spots, um, and places. And it's funny because all of them that we've discovered seem super legit and worthy of being checked out. And those are all places we'll be checking out when you move out here. Um, Some really interesting spots, including, you know, these last sets of coordinates as well. Yeah. So, um, so then he went like four days and then he uh, sent another email. Um, And a lot of, a lot of times it is very much, him emailing us providing you know detail although we do have some conversations um where i've emailed and and yeah. gotten a response so yeah it's almost as if um, he's he's out fighting this battle like he talked about in the interview yeah. with, with alan you he's know like, underground and then he's like right i, I, I need to tell these guys about this yeah coming up to you know for the safe house or something mm-hmm. so um, so this one on the 27th was uh, started like this. I don't have much time. There was lots of silver to be had, and they took it, the generals. But silver was not the one thing to be had there. Five points. If you ever want to explore the real underground, you'll need to learn to shift your mind. Astral studies are the key. There is a war in that plane that is brewing. There will be two disclosures, one we hear, and one on the, the top brass here. Disclosure two will feature the battle raging in the astral realm to come. It's all connected. Do you hear me? All connected. And then just sign simply T. Yeah, and, and he's mentioned this again. I mean, even in the last email before that one, it was I have two battles to fight, one underground and one in the mind. Yeah, the mind. Um, yep. And we do know, um, you know, so the, again, this goes back to this came out on May 27th. We had not received the Pentagon report yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we know now that there was, there are two disclosures because they've been talking about the, the, you know, uh, the classified report that like has been delivered to people of Congress and NASA mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, now one could say somebody would, I mean, I think I even talked about the possibility of there being a public disclosure versus a 
private or, or, mm-hmm. or you know high security disclosure so i'm not necessarily saying he has the inside track but i mean this came out before the yeah. government funding so um so you know we talked a little bit about you know, like the silver star mine because the yeah. star has five points all you know, kinds a lot of, of stuff in there i mean there's metal because the he talks about top brass and silver yeah. so i mean there's a lot of metal and of course in nevada near groom lake are many mines um yeah. that that that's what they did was that they were all about getting the metals and so i mean i mean there's just so broad <laughs> and also you know there's five points on a pentagon and we're talking about generals mm-hmm. and you know i mean it's just yeah so um uh i think you know we spent a little bit of time trying to you know at least i did trying to figure out you know who this person was but ultimately i just resolved to um you know it's regardless if it's really the same terry although alan has now you know like i said said that he is or not he's providing us with a crap ton of information so a crap ton so we we actually formulated a response back to terry yeah because we spent Um, between this email and the last email we spent a ton of time talking with olav and santosh which is all in that video that's on patreon um really digging deep and on whatsapp i mean (laughs) oh man did we dig deep yeah, so I mean, you know, we we responded back with some information we found about Dryden, Lazar, uh, EG and G, Kryton. Yeah, and um, then this was which, around the time too. We were on uh, Olaf's radio show, right? This was around all yeah, that I same so. time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, we also did that clubhouse thing with Olaf for a little mm-hmm. bit. So, um, you know, one of the things he had said was uh, to go a certain distance south of Broom Lake, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you'll find some stuff and one of the things that we found is that uh, it was really close um, to where Art Bell uh, is buried had, had, is buried <laughs> yeah. so which is total awesomeness craziness man because <laughs> you know for those of you who don't know who Art Bell is I'm not sure why you don't but he's the original host of, of Coast to Coast AM and you know really helped put paranormal stuff on the map man especially ufo conspiracy stuff yeah so um you know he we found that connection we, we sent that connection over the tile map we you know included the things that we found from the tile map uh the generals and the five points um and then some information that we just read about uh valiant thor and mount shasta um and then just kind of closed it off with you know this is what we found so far um the uh you know he he didn't reply he he then replied back and answered uh some of those questions or some of those thoughts or comments and um this is what he had to say about that uh excellent work pretty impressive with the directions heading south five points is double fold five points south of groom lake depending on where you start um star is still a solid assumption as well there is magic here and there and some that could be done and undone stefan is pagan he may understand hell even olaf might there is more than one mission here some are apparent based off the clues others are combined with clues throughout our various communiques i do have my sources i'm gonna not read this 
next <laughs> part. Um, I he did say, you know, I I want no fucking fame. I only want to help heal the fractures and and prepare folks for the things that come before I shift again. I never once sent them a message in the first place. Sorry, you know, skip past that a little bit. Um, the old Terry used a broken cadence in a way to entice you to read more. This is why I no longer feel the need to use it. I can I can talk to you because of your better understanding of the path. Like I said, I listen intently to your shows. Your path is true. Stay on course. So a few emails back, I said to you that I was not the terrier you were looking for, yet still the same. Look into Bell's theorem to understand the shifts. Sometimes I'm here, and he's there, and others. In my memories, the car... Oh, I'm not going to read this part. Um, all of us that shift know pieces of each other's memories and missions. I've been here a while now. It takes a toll. It's why I need to change and shift this visage as well. I don't know when I'll be able to respond next. I'm in Asia, and the dumbs, deep underground military bases, here are so very different and treacherous, and finding signals or couriers are tough. But keep fighting. Keep sharing the info to those that will understand it. Terry. And then he included um, an image that was the transmanic. I'm not going to say it right. What was it that like the, the five pointed magical star? The yeah, I ten, don't. Ten, tetra, tet, tetragramma. Where's Santosh when you need him? Maton tetragram. So, um, and it's just it's just look it up. It's really interesting looking thing. And so we did some stuff. Famous occult symbol. Trying to overlay that on some maps and things like that, um, and. Yeah, this really yeah, opened up some things for Olaf, who's yeah, really yeah. big into occult um, type stuff, especially Jack Parsons and some of the things that yeah. he did out in the desert near this area. So, so I mean, um, you know, we uh, laid that over some the tall map stuff and, and came up with some interesting, you know, information based on that. Um, but bottom line, I mean, it was it it's it's it was a lot of information to unpack in just that email alone. Um, you know, we, we did send um, an email back uh, saying basically, you know, he, he sent an email wishing us a happy 4th of July, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then on 719, I uh, sent him an email. Terry, I hope he had a good 4th. In an old book, I found a conversation between Shaver and Palmer. They talked about the Shaver books and how Palmer sensationalized it. One thing that stood out to me was that Shaver said the Darrow and the Tarot looked like us and were always walking among us. This, of course, is different from how Palmer described them with long snouts and such. If the Darrow and Tarot look like us, are they the same as Indrid, Valiant, MIB, etc.? What are your thoughts? His response back was, it depends. Some Tarot have evolved to adapt adapt to human facsimiles. And Darrow, just a heads up here, if you don't know what the Darrow and Tarot are, go back and listen to our Shaver mystery episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Darrow are definitely most like the MIB in Kills books. The elephant-like nose was fabricated by Palmer. I've never seen one like that or heard tale of them from Tarot. And with the Tarot, there has been much breeding with humans. You would be hard-pressed to find a full-blooded Tarot. Most do not even know they are Tarot until they are called to the cause to fight the Darrow. 
and before you ask, I do not know how or when they are called. It is a very close guarded secret and may be different here than on my earth. Say so what? I take, yeah, so I want to take just a minute because I don't know. I think we may have glossed over this a little bit in, in his communiques, but so so Terry at this point in time is is basically kind of laid out for us that um, he shifts. Um, it's like a multiverse theory, right? So there's right. This is remember how we told you that the the chameleon stuff, um, the regeneration, blah blah blah, was coded here well we find out this is what he was implying was this this dimensional uh theory stuff that we start getting into so it's it's like you know the terry that we're conversing with uh now is actually a terry from a different um earth in the multiverse um and that you know eventually there will be a shift and the terry we're conversing with now will shift to another multiverse earth and a new terry will take his place and, and that then, this has been happening for quite some time right, right. um is, is the one thing that we've gathered from this um and and it's interesting because some of the the questions that alan had asked um terry was very right on them but different because on his earth where he was from alan he said alan greenfield was an african-american guy first of all um and so some of the questions they were similar um, but different. So, for example, you know, if we were to say, "Oh, yeah, you know, um, I I had uh, Superman issue two thirty seven. Well, maybe on his Earth it said two thirty eight, but that was enough for Alan to be like, he how do you know that it was Superman? Right? Like, I never said right. it was Superman. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the issue is different. That shows me it's the same Terry from a different Earth, um, right. so to speak. So, yeah. Um, so, and, and I think I'll, I'll, I'll kind of close it out with, we've got a lot more uh, emails from him, but I want to close off with this just one last email because this really, I think, uh, hits on the, the, the head for me for what, where I've been thinking a lot lately is, um, have you ever heard of Plato's Cave? Meant to be an allegory, but it is not. There are many of these prisons underground and the shadows are dark. We have liberated many. However, there are some shadows that do not offend, and indeed begin to make amends. Darkness does not equate evil, some of the time. Sometimes you have to open your eyes into the darkness and close your eyes to the sun. So, if you like to eat your cereal without a little, the Phantom Empire from 1935 is more truth than fun. He spelled cereal S-E-R-I-A-L. Yep. Mew is not something to discount. TW. Which, of course, gets us more into the Shaver mystery stuff again. Yep. Is this idea that the Hollow Earth, Daratero yep. civilization was either Mew or uh, Lemuria or Atlantis yep. along those lines. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like as crazy and fantastical and sci-fi as it gets, he, uh, like at this point, talking about the dimensional shifts and the things like that, it kind of gets more grounded, too. So, I mean, you know, I hate hate to leave you all at this point because we still have more that is much more that has come after this. 
Um, and I'm sure there's more to come. Um, and again, like I said, especially, you know, videos and, and WhatsApp chats, chats and things like that, that we've had about this stuff, you know, is on Patreon. Um, but as you can see, it's not something we can talk about every single episode. There's just too yeah. much information. Um, it's too much information out there. And it's just and getting mean, deeper and deeper. We have um, probably about uh, five different locations at this point in time that we actually need to go to and visit and spend time at and do investigations and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's going to take time to actually do those investigations and then package that up in some sort of a presentable format for everybody to consume. So, I mean, you know, Stefan's point is, you know, there's there's just a lot um, to unpack here from Terry and uh, I mean, I, I love that we have this relationship now that we're communicating uh, more frequently, um, but it's also like a little bit of a, you know, we just keep getting more and more and more that we need to look into and, and work on. And so um, I, I'm excited and, and also a little stressed, but <laughs> right. But, uh, and having this on I'm Patreon, it. like it allows our patrons out there to have something to look forward to more than just, you know, the standard, Oh, here's an episode a week before here's a Q and a, you know, it's not the yeah. same old stuff. It, it's you get to become a part. Uh, it's almost like the liminal lodge, you know, with Penny Royal. It's like you get to become a part of this investigation with us and help us because we're just, you know, a few people. I mean, for the most part, it's mostly just Josh and myself, you know, and then Santosh and, and Olaf help out quite a bit, but it's like, we are constantly thinking about this and we could always use different points of views. Um, so again, you know, if you're interested in joining uh, the the mystery uh, and the investigation, please, please go to fearscapepodcast.com slash support or patreon.com slash fearscapepod and at least hit that $9 tier so that you can get that information. Um, there's just and we've got a Q&A coming up soon um, and just all kinds of stuff and those are really great places and times for you to you know dig a little deeper and more and more we figure yeah. things out the more and more information we're going to share with you uh, as long as we know it's safe uh, you know the more the merrier we're not trying to hold anything back we're just making sure that um, number one we keep people safe we keep location safe and um, and you know would love for you to be a part of the, the, yep. the investigation and let us know anything that we've shared today you know if there's anything that rings a bell i mean we talked about bell's theorem right so if there's anything that you might have more information on that you want to share with us please do um you know because our research may just be limited to things we might think um but anyways that's that i could go on we could keep going on yeah. but i know i do want to get out of here too um and of course you know down the road you know i guess another year from now or so i mean we'll we'll discuss some more of things that are that are going on but until then like i said join our patreon and uh see what's going on and, and see if you can give us a hand i know here in about a week or two we've got a trip to uh somerset kentucky we're going to be meeting up with uh, the penny royal guys um with nathan and kyle and some things we've got some cool stuff planned even one of the spots that terry recommended we're going to be going to that yeah. happens to be in kentucky so that yeah that, that terry recommended and that the ouija board recommended yep so, <laughs> so lots lots of stuff uh to come soon um but we're uh very thankful that you guys continue to listen and are interested in our journey <laughs> so we thank you guys so so much um but and josh i thank you for uh you know kind of spearheading this whole thing you really kind of really take that and really run with it and kind of handle it you're on it a lot better than i can be so 
Um, but oh. one of my favorite moments was when you, me, and Santosh were having a conversation about it, and he emails right in the middle right <laughs> of the us middle, talking yeah. about him. An email comes in right as we're talking about him, which it's like, all right, so we know you're psychic. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, anyways, thank you guys so much. Uh, uh, just we love you guys so much. Um, and uh, just a quick reminder. Um, if you haven't yet and you're on an Android phone, please download the Fearscape Media Network app. It's super cool. Has Misters of the Dark on there. It has uh, Ghosts in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement. It's got Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking. It's got all of our great shows that are on there, and it's so much fun, and it's free. So, um, you know, go ahead and check that out. It's super fun. Um, but, Josh, let's go ahead and get to our final segment so we can get out of here, which is Encounters from the Fearscape. All right, so uh, of course we've got this week, uh, this comes from a listener from South Carolina named Roy, and uh, he actually shares a number of different stories, so bear with me. Uh, it is a, a little bit longer, uh, but Roy has some really cool stories here, so let's go ahead and uh, check this out. Hello, I'm Roy. Uh, I experienced a ghost seance when I was about eight years old, and I lived in two houses in California that were haunted. So my life was already just there in this. The first house uh, that was haunted that I lived in was in Lompoc. Now, I knew something was there right when we moved in. It was a very depressing home. And the biggest thing that happened to me in that home was that one night, my pillow was pulled out from under my head, and then it just floated there. And then the pillowcase came off of the pillow, and then the pillow fell on the floor, and then a second or two later, the pillowcase fell on top of it. I quickly pulled my covers over my head like I do most nights, and eventually I fell asleep. Now, later when my mama woke me up in the morning, there it was, like I had seen it, still on the floor. I didn't tell my parents about it because I didn't think that they would believe me. Now, sometime later, I heard my dad and my mom talking to my grandparents. My dad said that something sits on the end of their bed at night. And when he looks away and then looks back, it's gone. One night, I heard a voice say in my room, I'm going to get you. So thank God we moved to Santa Maria not long after. Uh, and I was glad because there were no ghosts there. But not long after that, we moved to Camarillo and bought another haunted home with a ghost that liked to really mess with me. My room would get cold and sometimes I would see this mist. And I know what sleep paralysis is, but it only happened to me when the ghost was there. Now, I'd never seen the ghost with my own eyes, but I knew it was an older lady somehow. Well, one night, I had to call my friend around midnight to let me come over to sleep at his house because I was so damn scared I couldn't take it anymore. And thank God his parents were understanding. So no surprise, but at 18, I immediately moved out. And these days, when I walk into a house, I can tell if there's anything there immediately. And sometimes I tell the homeowners about it. Uh, I even amaze my friends sometimes. 
Now, for example, three years ago, I went with friends to go look at a home that was for sale and the realtor was late, but gave us the code to get in. And uh, when I walked in, the TV in the living room comes on and at full blast and I felt the spirit in the room. And I, I said to my friends, a man just died here. And I knew somehow that he was this old man and very short and lived alone. My friends just laughed at me. Well, later on, the realtor showed up with the lady that owns it. And my friend's wife was out talking to, to the lady that owns it and asked her if anyone had died in the home. And the owner said, yes, my dad just passed away in it the other day. Now, here's another story. When I went to my wife's house for the first time, as soon as I walked in, I felt it. So I said, oh, you have a ghost here. And she laughed and she said, yes, it lives upstairs with her three daughters and they called him George, but they didn't mind him being there and neither did she. But we got married and we lived there for about 20 years, but I would never ever go upstairs unless someone was home because <laughs> hello, I am afraid of ghosts. And now we live in a different home and there's no ghosts, thank God. But what sucks though, is that uh, I love deer hunting. But going in the woods at night in the dark and feeling things look at me, it makes it hard because it's quite frightening. I tell myself it's just raccoons or foxes or rabbits or whatever, but I know sometimes it's made of Americans or old people that lived there before us. I've had a lot of other things happen as well. I even sometimes now in the morning see ghosts while I'm driving and I just look away after I see them and they know that I see them. But anyways, that's all I wanted to share today. And I just thank you boys for listening to my stories. Ooh, man. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. It sounds I mean, to me it, like he's got a lot more stories. So Roy, if you're listening, yeah. please send in more, just like you guys can send in yours to fearscape podcast at gmail.com um, or find us on any social media at fearscape pod and send us those stories. Thank you, Roy. That, that was, there's some yeah. scary stuff in there. It like, is- and it's interesting that like it seems like almost uh like a, a switch was flipped when he was younger and then he just started you know seeing everything so yeah he threw it was like a throwaway line but he says when i was eight years old i experienced a ghost at a seance <laughs> and then just jumped into living didn't talk yeah. about that story that's what i want to know about roy if you ever write us back i want to know about your story with the the seance when you're eight years old because yeah that sounds like a trigger point to me um so I don't know. So, very, very yeah. interesting. Uh, very cool. <laughs> and I love that there's good and bad ghosts in this as well. Like there's the ones like, oh, yeah, the girls call him George. We love him. We love him. But he's like, nah, man, I ain't messing with that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. Um, but again, send your stories to us. Uh, we love those stories. Send your encounters. We want to hear them all. We want to share them all. Uh, just a reminder, we're going to be at the Mid-America Paracon here shortly, man. Like here, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd and in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, you can go to, uh, I believe, midamericaparacon.com. Uh, you know, you can check that out as part of the the Fright uh, Film Fan Fest. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Keith Age is going to be there. Scotty Rourke, I believe, is going to be there. A lot of our friends are going to be there. It's going to be a fantastic time. You can uh, meet up with us, say hello. Lance from Misters of the Dark is going to be there. I'm going to be reading tarot. Like, there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff going on. So. I'm going to be sitting there looking pretty. Look, looking real pretty. And we even got some really cool Jersey Devil 
Well, we got some cool Jersey Devil stuff. Just be on the lookout. There's going to be some really neat stuff there at our booth, our table. Come talk to us. Ask us questions about wristwatch uh, and ways that you can help us out. Um, so, but yeah. we are going to skedaddle, my friend Josh. As as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Same here. Same here. Every single week. Love the show. Every single week. Don't forget to check out Astro Stew. We just dropped a new episode, uh, I think, a week or so ago about the Noah Sphere. Um, those are always so much fun. Santosh, man, what a brilliant mind. Uh, so I love getting his his thoughts on everything. Uh, and yep. other than that, uh, I guess we'll get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. My name is Stefan. And uh, just a reminder, keep your eyes on the skies. This has been Josh. The search is now. Oh, I see what you did there. Copy and terrorist. That's <laughs> copyrighted now, man. Anyways, hold those blankets extra tight. Things tend to get spooky when you're listening to Fearscape. Good night, everybody. Good night. We hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us. And we thank you, as always, for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown. Please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek. Fearscapepodcast.com forward slash support.